Hi, I'm Sanera Madani, and I'm a mom of two, a daughter of an immigrant and an unlikely entrepreneur who went from scaling an idea to a billion dollar business. Yes, a billion dollar business. Along the way, I learned that less than 2% of female founders ever hit 1 million in revenue. And I became obsessed on a mission to change that. I believe that there is so much gatekeeping in business knowledge and that we as female entrepreneurs should be learning from other female founders and leaders who have broken the statistics. Since I never went to CEO school, I've had to learn it all the hard way, but you shouldn't have to because we believe that you deserve to have it all. And honestly, nothing bad happens when women make more money. Grab a seat because class is officially in session. Welcome to CEO School. Hey everyone, it's Sanira here. CEO School is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. We are part of a family of shows designed to help professionals listen, learn, and grow by providing access to the world's leading B2B podcasts like Being Boss, hosted by Emily Thompson. Being Boss is an exploration of not only what it means, but what it takes to be boss as a creative business owner, freelancer, or side hustler. I recently enjoyed listening to Emily share her five top tactics for achieving a good work-life flow, whatever that looks like for you. Listen to Being Boss wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. Welcome to CEO School. I'm your host, Sanira Madani, and I am so excited for today's episode to invite Cheryl Burke to the stage, to our CEO school stage. If you don't know Cheryl, Cheryl is actually part of Dancing with the Stars. She's been on for 20 plus seasons and has won Dancing with the Stars numerous times as one of the head coaches and head dancers. She's danced with, I don't know, so many of the world's famous athletes and pop stars and reality TV stars, and we're going to get all the scoop from Cheryl today. But what's most exciting about Cheryl, I actually met Cheryl uh, a few months ago through mutual friends, and I learned that she is also an entrepreneur. And of course, you know me, got super, super curious about her entrepreneurial journey. So I've invited her here at CEO School for her to share what it's like being center stage right? What it's like being on stage viewed by millions and millions of Americans every single week, what that pressure is like, Uh, but then also learning about her passion in business and in dance with her new startup, Body Language. So I'm really excited to welcome Cheryl to our stage at CEO School. Cheryl, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I am very excited. I, you know, you know, Sanira, that this is completely new for me, this whole uh, transition that I'm going through at the moment, but I'm very excited. I've listened to your podcast. I'm a fan and I love all the work you've done. So I hope to uh, follow in your footsteps. I am so excited for you, Cheryl, and there's so much mutually here that I adore about you. And, you know, I think that the women listening today are going to just truly enjoy this episode because it's all the things that make us human, right? I think that business is so personal 
And this is something that I've been really passionate about from the day that I started my company was that I couldn't separate who I was as a person out of my business. And in turn, that's one of the reasons why my business became so successful. It wasn't necessarily about the product. It was about my passion for the customers that I was serving, the way that I went about doing business, the way that you know the, my values align with my business. And this episode, what I'm most excited to hear about is you know your transformation from, you know, we, we've watched you. I've personally watched you. My girls have watched you on the big screen, right? Every single season for the last, I don't know, 20 seasons now you've been on Dancing with the Stars? 26. 26. 26. Oh my God. Okay. So 26 we, wait, seasons. Wait, we, we did two seasons a year, just to clarify. I'm not 65 yet, but um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a lot of, that's a lot of seasons, right? So you've been front and center as this like American dancer. Um, and so- I'm just really excited to get to know that journey and you having the courage to take your passion and then turn that into a business. So I'm excited for this for a multitude of reasons. Let's jump right in. Cheryl, take us back to the beginning of season one of Dancing with the Stars. Did you always know you were going to be a dancer? And walk us through your journey, um, you know, getting there. Okay. So, well, I started season two, but before we even get to Dancing with the Stars, I had a whole dancing career prior to the show. Um, my mom always made sure that my mom's a businesswoman. She started from the ground up and I'm also trying to follow in her footsteps as well. But she was raised in the Philippines. She came to America, didn't speak English. And basically, you know, a lot of Filipinos are nurses, you know, so my mom created this company and um, she went from rags to riches. I mean, she has that uh, rags to riches story. And she basically with all her all of her success, you know, I didn't see much of her, but she made it very important um, to her and for my needs to put me in so many different extracurricular activities. And dance was one of them. I went from like volleyball, soccer, horseback riding, uh, softball to dance. And dance was the only thing I never complained about uh, waking up in the morning for. So I started with ballet at age four to 11. And then I literally grew out of my tights. I developed hips. I developed a young woman's body at nine years old. And um, I just didn't feel like I fit in, you know. And so my mom and stepdad at the time were doing, uh, taking ballroom dancing lessons for fun, just as like a family sport. They wanted to find something as a family. So we tried golf. That didn't work. Moved on to ballroom dancing. And when they first approached me about ballroom, I was like, isn't that for old people? Like, I don't think I'm really equipped to uh, be waltzing around with some stranger. And then I went to a dance competition in the Bay Area where I'm from. And I saw kids my age dance and salsa. And I was like, oh my God, they're dancing with a cute boy and they can wear <laughs> dance costumes and eyelashes. And I was like, sign me up. And, you know, my personality is very much all or nothing. And when I love something, I love it really hard. <laughs> and so I did that and fell in love with ballroom. And I took it to the next level as far as competing all over the world at age 13. You know, I went to school, my mom made sure I had good grades in order for me to dance and for her to support me financially because ballroom dancing is not a cheap sport, put it that way. And, um, but in order for me to hit that elite class, as far as like a world-class competitor, I had to train in England every summer. So I, my mom was um, obviously, you know, supportive enough to send me off to England every summer, starting at age 13. And then I just started competing and took it seriously then on. And then after season one of Dancing with the Stars, long story short, in 2006, um, they were recruiting more dancers and they wanted um, other of other ethnicities, you know, so I am Asian. 
I'm Filipina, half Filipina and actually half Ashkenazi Jewish. I just found that out recently. And, you know, they were really interested in having me come in for an audition. And at the time, I would say that, you know, ballroom dancing, the competitive world is very much a man's sport, right? So there wasn't a lot of asking me for what my opinion was, or um, it was basically I was a follower instead of a leader. And so that's how I came on to the show. It was like they finally just, you know, asked me a few questions, just me. They weren't interested in my partner at the time. And I, you know, it was basically just straight diving in headfirst, doing interviews, not really knowing my identity at that point. And it was the best practice. And I am so grateful for Dancing with the Stars for this, for the experience, because they just made it so that, you know, I was able to stand on my own two feet and be independent. And I think, um, you know, my mom never thought that dancing was going to make me money. You know, she was like, you, the goal is to make money in your sleep, Cheryl. You don't want to be a starving dancer for the rest of your life. And this was before Dancing with the Stars. And then all of a sudden I was blessed with this opportunity. And I thought I was going to just do it for one season. And then 26 seasons later, I am sitting here with you today. <laughs> that is so incredible. I love your backstory. I love that your mother was the entrepreneur in your life that was your inspiration that this kind of like also like and you are an entrepreneur when you said you're all or nothing like the first thought I'm like oh she's a natural <laughs> that's how entrepreneurs that's how we all oh, are really? we're all or nothing we can't sleep yeah. eat breathe no. uh without thinking about the thing that we're obsessed over yeah. right and that's why I think the word obsession now translated to passion is now yeah. how we call it so you can say I'm passionate but it just means that we're like super obsessed with totally. our businesses and can't can't not think about it. So I love that you are all or nothing. I love your history. You're obviously so deserving to be on the show and uh, that your mom put you in like all of these different things as she was a working mother. So there's so many parts of your story that just make my heart is just beating for and relating to. Um, and I feel like I feel like I'm a little part of like your mother in me um, as I think about Mila yes. and her seeing me as, you know, her entrepreneur mother and, you know, that I am really busy and she is in a million extracurricular activities so that she, you know, so that we can all get home She's at the very same smart. time. I, she, I follow you on Instagram and that little video of her, oh my God, it melted my heart. She is such a natural. All she, I mean, she, I guess like Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. No. It but doesn't. she literally wants to have, she thinks she has a YouTube channel already. So she thinks that like my Instagram is actually her Instagram. So she's like, did you That's post amazing. it? And she has these, she pulls up the phone and does these like unboxing videos of like anything she oh. finds. And Faisal and I are constantly finding these videos of Mila. And she starts everyone off by being like, hi fans, it's me, Mila Madani. Oh. I know. She's, she's, she's amazing. She really is. I want to, I want to, I want to cultivate whatever she wants. But I love yeah. your mother's story coming back to it and, you know, all that she's done. And, you know, when you talked about, you know, becoming like have, becoming a dancer and that also being in the man's world, it kind of got me curious because I would have never thought that first, mm. you know, because when I think about careers like dancing, I don't naturally think of that as a male dominated industry, but it's a sport. It is ballroom dancing. I mean, I wouldn't say it's all in the dance, in the dance umbrella. It's not all of it. Like all of those genres are not a man's sport, but for ballroom, it requires two people. So mm. it's a mostly, mostly it's a man and a woman. Nowadays it could be whatever, you know, but, um, but back then when I competed, probably from the nineties up until 2006, it is definitely a man's sport for sure. 
Yeah. And I, it, it got me to think like a lot. Mm. I mean, almost every industry, there's so many industries that are, are just male dominated. And you're absolutely right. You have, even as like, as a ballroom dancer, you're like, the man is leading the woman and you have to like exactly. literally follow along. And even in industries, like when you think about, um, you know, in food, right? Like in, in, uh, most, Ta- like most of the chefs, like the greatest renowned chefs in the world are also all men, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like, what the fuck? Like give us one fucking industry where it's just ours. Right. We're just exactly. in a man's fucking world. It's frustrating. Exactly. It's frustrating. Yes, it is. But, but we're changing are, it. But we're changing it. And here you are. And, you know, you got this opportunity with Dancing with the Stars and you've been on for 26 Forever. seasons. <laughs> I mean, yes, but it's, I've it's, been on for how many years is that? See, how I live my life 13 per years. season, you know? Yeah, exactly. There you 13 go. 13 years you've been on. No, more. I started when I was 21. I'm 38. 17 years. 17 years. Okay. Because you said two seasons per year. So I just did yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, no. Well, that was quick. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about the experience with da- Dancing with the Stars. I mean, just getting up on stage, where do you have that, you know, I want, I, I want to know how you get the confidence to show up the way that you do and to dance in front of the world, Cheryl. What do you do? You know, a lot of people ask me this question because I'm actually a naturally um, an introverted person. So it does get me very like exhausted. Um, But with when it comes to like just talking a lot, you know, but lately, obviously I've been trained now to where it is actually, I love it. But back in the day, just to have a conversation would really drain me. And so that's why for me, you know, dance has played such a huge role in my communicating with the world and with, with whoever is watching. Um, It's body language, you know, which is We'll get there later, but you know, that's my dance program that I'm coming hopefully out with very soon, which I am actually not hopefully I am coming out with very soon. And, um, it, it, there is, I think we, as society today, we forget that, right? Because we are so caught up in the words of everything. Um, I tested this out when I was in Japan, actually, when I did my live stage show there. And, you know, if anything, I think a lot of people of Asian descent can say that we're not best at being vulnerable or showing our feelings, right? Um, I think that at least coming from me and my family, like I I was taught vulnerability equals weakness. Vulnerability is actually per also Brene Brown and all the years of research she's done. Vulnerability is courageous. Like it, it shows strength to be able to say, you know what, take accountability over your own stuff, you know, and without it letting you without feeling like a victim, you know, there's a way to make it empowering and sending a positive message. And with dance, I tested it out in Japan and I wanted to create a show that used no language and that's told a story from beginning, middle and end with that, with just our body. And I had these Japanese women in the audience to sold out shows in Shibuya crying, like just crying and showing emotion and I have chills right now just explaining it and you know for me that was also you know I was very quiet as a kid and dance was the only platform that I felt like I had to express my authentic self oh my god I'm bust I'm like I'm my heart's busting right now I love that (laughs) it is it's it I love that that your confidence comes from that that is your language, right? And expressing yes. yourself and like your, you feel at your most authentic self. And people ask me that question all the time of where I get the, like the confidence question as well. And what's also surprising to hear from other people, I'm actually also a natural introvert. And everyone will say, Sonera, you're not an introvert, but it takes so much energy out of me 
to go get on these stages. I, you know, as a keynote or as a podcast host or, you know, speaking in front of my team, like it's not easy. And I'm able to naturally do it now because I've had enough practice over it. But yes. what what you said about it is like it's courageous. And I get that adrenaline from like accomplishing it. And also I do feel at my most authentic self when I'm at least doing it. And so I feel that the words flow out of me. Um, it's never scripted. I'm not like you can tell right away when I have to like read something that is like not authentic yeah. or whatever. So but if I can have this is why I believe that the show has been so successful here as well is because I feel at my most authentic self being able to have these conversations. And so it doesn't feel draining in that moment. It takes a lot right. out of me, but this is my way of communication. And so I love and that. And your service, your way of service. But that's like, where your I've confidence so comes from. Yeah. That's where your yeah. confidence comes from. For those that yeah. are listening and for the women and for the men that lack that confidence, maybe you're not in love with the thing that you're doing. Right. So, you know, maybe that's what it is, because if you're truly in love with it, that's where the confidence comes in. And confidence also comes from practice. Right. You, it doesn't come naturally all the time. I still have to. I'm sure, you know, Cheryl, I'd love to ask you, like, how you prepare getting up on that stage, because every time I have to get up in front of a crowd, I still have like my heart races. I have to take my deep breaths. I have to get myself in the right that's mindset. A good sign. Right. That's and then I go sign. do it. What, you know, it doesn't come from it's not I'm just confident and then I could just like show up and go do it. You still have, you know, confidence doesn't mean no fear. Right. Confidence Con doesn't mean egotistical either. Like it's yes. not it's not you're not like uh, sugarcoating anything. You're not trying to, you know, make it so that everything is like, oh, I'm good. I'm great. I'm great. Right. Right. I'm good. No, that's not confidence. And I mean, sorry to cut that. you off. No, and people don't want that, right? This is, I mean, this is a great dialogue for us to be having. People don't want that. They could see that inauthenticity. And mm -hmm. I love this question about confidence, especially with you, because when we see you um, and the world watches you, what goes through your head? So now, like, I want to kind of go through what's going on on the other side. We're watching you yeah. across the big screen. What question. is it like in your head going through on that stage? You know, I've tried it all, right? I've tried it all, meaning like, at first, I realized like when I was the most, if you see on paper, the most successful was when I first won my two, my very first two seasons, I won back. I was the first woman to win back to back Mirrorball trophies for season two and three. Right. And I just remember my mindset back then was, eh, it's OK, whether I fail or succeed or lose or win. I have got my other life. So when I didn't put so much pressure on the end result. Right. And let's not forget this show, and I say this to all the young dancers that are involved in the show and that may want to be a pro on Dancing with Stars one day, you gotta take it out of yourself. This is not about you. This is about being in service of other people. Like this is called Dancing with the Stars, not Dancing with the Pro, right? Like we're <laughs> dancing with the stars yeah. and our job is to highlight our celebrity. It's not to dance circles around him. You know, there's a formula here. And whenever I took my selfish needs out of and got it out of the way in general, in anything that I do, and I remember what the purpose is and why I'm here today and what is the goal. The goal is to make people feel like they're not alone or the goal on Dancing with the Stars is to make people feel happy. It's a family show. It's a gathering for people to connect together and to talk about something that they can all watch on television and they have their favorite couples and they vote. It's interactive, right? And when we can bring joy to people's homes and put a smile on their face 
And when you remember why you're here, it's not about how great you can cha-cha. No one's really looking at you. They're looking to see the product, which is the celebrity. What are we doing? How are we coaching them? Are we being there for them or are we trying to showcase ourselves? Every time, and like I said, I've gone through it all. So I've gone through seasons where I became like so uh, hungry, but not the right hungry. It would bite me in the ass. And every time I took my selfish needs out of it and was really, truly, authentically there for my celebrity and got the best that I could get at every single week out of that person, that was when I was my most successful and confident. When was the last time you heard someone say, it's almost too easy when talking about a piece of tech? Probably never, right? Because tech usually isn't easy. Tech is usually too complicated, too busy, and too frustrating when it should honestly be plain and easy. HubSpot CRM platform is ridiculously easy to learn, use, and love, and trust me because I use it every day. That's because HubSpot is a handcrafted, sophisticated system designed for the way teams actually work, not a bunch of cobbled together tools that don't speak to each other. With a suite of powerful tools that seamlessly connect to your teams and customizable hubs that you can add or subtract as you grow, it's not almost too easy to use. It's easy to use, period. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com. Running a business is hard. Managing employees is hard. Getting customers through the door is even harder. But getting paid shouldn't have to be. This is where Stacks Payments is here to help. As an intuitive platform for invoicing, recurring billing, in-person, as well as online payments, Stacks is a one-stop hub to get you paid. What's even better? Stacks has one flat fee for the month instead of percentages you can't understand. Stop spending time tracking down customers or payment tools that fail on you. Set your automations up with Stacks Payments today. As CEO and founder of Stacks and CEO School, it's been my mission to support female leaders, founders, and CEOs. With Stacks, I'm able to do so by providing fast, easy, and affordable way to process payments every day for you. You are, by the way, a natural-born CEO, okay? So I want you to know, Cheryl, that you are a natural-born CEO because these are the exact tra- – this is what leadership is. So everything that you defined, these are the traits of a CEO, right? Putting others first, taking out that selfishness, getting your talent, like making it all about that star so that that's, it, that's the end product is taking it out of that person and delivering that. Right. And that is what you shine. And that's when you shine. And that's when you shine. When you take the back seat. Yeah. I love it. This is like CEO school. You heard it here first. Like the (laughs) fundamentals of leadership, right? Uh, From Cheryl Burke. And that's exactly how leadership, it's always team over self. And when you actually do put team over self, it truly is like there is a magic that takes place. And I don't know if it's like this, the universal magic about it and then the karmic magic around it, but then people also respond and they can see that authenticity that it's not about me, 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 me. It's about us. And when we're it's always about- better as a as a group yes. of people. We're stronger, we're more powerful. Like if everyone, let's say, meditated on this planet Earth, I highly doubt we'd be going through some of the problems we're going through today, right? Like it's the collective, always the collective, always stronger than just the individual. Always. I, I love it. This was this has been really great. And the second thing you said that is super critical and is actually in the CEO school course is like one of the first reasons, first like module one is knowing your why. 
right? And so yes. it's so important to understand and recalibrating with your why, whether that's in your business or in your life or in the purpose, like in your job, because once you lose that why, it's hard to show up, right? You're going to have, there's no such thing as like an easy anything. Otherwise, everybody would be successful. So ones that are successful are the ones that are rooted in that why and that can get through the tough days because their why gets them through the tough days, good and bad. Right. You also don't want to live on autopilot, which is something I've also experienced where I felt like a robot. Tell I me literally more. felt like, here I go, another season, you know, and here we go. We're going to teach another celebrity how to cha-cha. Like I can literally feel like sometimes at this was in the past when I when I was not awake, I guess you mm. could say. Awake meaning like just living, um, just not even like really being present at all, right? at all. So therefore it was basically me on autopilot, like a robot. Hi, what's, you know, I kind of knew the script already. I kind of knew the formula of the show yet I wasn't awake. And, um, that is the worst possible feeling ever. I never want to feel stagnant in anything that I do, which is why I'm also taking this leap of faith as well, where I most likely will be hanging up my dance shoes and trying something different because my brain needs it. I'm at this point in my life where I'm so freaking curious. I'm like a sponge. So I like really want to learn. And because I feel like I've been teaching and now I would like to re receive the teacher, which is hopefully you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to move on to this next phase of your career. But before I let you move on with Dancing with the Stars, I want some uh, <laughs> I want some cheese. I want some gossip. I want some dirty. Uh, I, who has been your favorite like celebrity that you've uh, I'm sure you always get this question but who are your favorites I don't think anyone can have a favorite yeah so I've had um 25 partners I know I've been on 26 seasons but I danced with um Emmett Smith who uh was a is a hall of famer now go Cowboys uh, Dallas, I grew up in Dallas Dallas Cowboys oh you did mm -hmm. um yeah I love it there I lived there uh temporarily obviously when I was dancing with him but he's definitely one of my favorites I won with him my second season which was the third season of Dancing with Stars we also did all stars together um Rob Kardashian Oh. Is a really great one for me. I just, you know what I love? I love the underdogs. Like I love when people are like, oh, this schmuck is coming on. Like he's so spoiled and na, 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 na. But then you see him and really he's not a schmuck and he's not spoiled. He just didn't want to live in the limelight of maybe his siblings live in, you know? And he was genuinely nervous, genuinely insecure, and then genuinely fell in love with ballroom dancing and it changed his freaking life and i love being a part of that i love being a part of someone's journey like that i also um another favorite is jack osborne and he suffers from ms and he is just like if you were to look at him from back in the day i don't know how old your audience is but i'm pretty sure you guys remember the osbournes on mtv from like years ago yeah the early he 90s this alcoholic like you know, really just didn't care about his health at all and kind of just like, I don't know, just didn't love life. And I was like, oh no, is this the guy I'm gonna get? No, it wasn't. It was a sober Jack Osborne, someone who loves life and who's dealing with this horrible disease, MS, and dance helped him with this disease. It really did. You saw a little bit of it with Selma as well this season, who um, unfortunately had to just pull herself out of the competition because of her doctor saying something happened to her bones and she's really frail at the moment. But, you know, Selma is amazing, Selma Blair. And she, oh my gosh, like this is why I want to create this dance program because I know dancing is therapeutic and it heals. I am, I, I love, I love this. This is so incredible to have you on today and just all of our amazing conversations we've, we've had just getting to know each other. And 
the reason why I wanted to bring you on CEO school is that, Cheryl, you are a CEO yourself, the CEO and founder of Body Language. And I'd love for you to tell the world about what's happening post you, you hanging up those dance shoes. Well, believe me when I say I'm not just sitting on my butt waiting for the next opportunity. Um, This has been a long time coming with body language. It's been over a decade. I've had this idea even before the pandemic. And I would think that the pandemic obviously heightened it. It was um, it was a sense of urgency for me to come out with a program that I don't like to say the word dance because dance is intimidating. People think that they have to have dance experience in order to um, be a part of a program, especially when you see my face, right? You're like, oh, no, here we go. I'm so uncoordinated. I don't have any rhythm. This is not about that. This is truly about developing something called body awareness, right? I think it's so important. And I had this experience this this season with my partner, Sam Champion, and he had no sense of body awareness. He's 61 years old. He had no sense of it whatsoever. And this is something that I've been blessed with because when I was younger, I couldn't communicate with using my language and out of my mouth, I used my body. So I am so aware of movement and I definitely know that that awareness is what helps heal any past trauma or any tension you have, you know, all those knots we have in our bodies. Or when you're like, oh no, my shoulders are tight. That's all trauma being held in your body. And there is a way to first recognize it, acknowledge it, and then move it out. And unfortunately, some of these like pains that we're feeling in the beginning can turn into cancer, can turn into Alzheimer's. You know, it's so important that we don't take for granted this powerful thing that we have, each of us has called a body. And there is no such thing as, I hate the saying, no pain, no gain. That is that is not okay. Like the fact that you don't listen to your body, it's sending you messages. It's our intelligence. You know, we don't have a manual for our own intelligence, but we do for how to build a, freaking, you know, desk, but like we, it's just so complicated, but what we do have is something so powerful. And I don't believe that not listening to our body and just like, you know, the stress the oh, you're a hustle, you're a hustler. You know, I think that is, that is a great thing. Yes. But there's also, um, it's just our job as well to rest and listen to our body because how can you function the next day without it? You know, I think that is very important to just have awareness and that's what body language is. It's therapeutic through movement therapeutic movement. I absolutely love it. How, like, what is your, what is, is it an app? Is it a software? Is it a, um, a studio? Can you tell us about how, how does one sign up for body language? What's like your vision for this business? I know you're in the early stages, um, of from concept to creation right now. And I know you're going through that process. So I'd love for, I'd love to hear your vision for the product. And what's really exciting, um, Cheryl and I have been just, you know, chatting about this business and I've, you know, taken her as like a mentee um, under CEO school and she has this brilliant idea. And I know a lot of times when, as entrepreneurs, we have these ideas, but it's like, how do we take that next step and that next step and that next step? And it feels so overwhelming on where even to begin. And so that is what we are uncovering with as we're working through body language. So I'd love for for you to, Cheryl, kind of paint your vision for body language, and then maybe we could do some open coaching 
right here with the audience. Love that. Yeah? I love it. Okay. Like I said, I'm a sponge. And I'm so, first of all, grateful for your mentorship and so far what you've already done, which is so much. And um, I love, I hope by doing this, you know, on your podcast that, you know, people can relate or at least um, I can help somebody who feels overwhelmed just like I do because I'm like, you know, it's a risk and there is no risk or there's no reward without risk, right? So, um, but back to my vision. Okay, so I believe that this will be an app and I do know that this will be, I need to change my vocabulary. This is gonna be an app and this app is going to provide different levels of uh, therapeutic, I guess, um, subjects. Body awareness is one, healing through movement is another one. Um, breath, coming back into your senses, like, when was the last time you, anyone, I mean, I do it twice a day because I've been, you know, I do um, transcendental meditation, but also through movement, you can also just close your eyes and be like, what are you smelling? Smell what you're smelling. Go through all the five senses and that creates also body awareness. I think it's important um, that this is like a different type of, I guess, resource you can use other than talk therapy. Some people can't afford it. It is freaking expensive, especially if you don't have insurance. Um, some people don't want to put what they're feeling into words because it's just so traumatic. And I definitely have a family member like that. Um, you know, and there's some people that are wanting just to move through it and not have to talk about it. Because again, sometimes the words just get in the way. So I want to be able to provide this for everybody um, who even during like, if you want to change your mood, are you stressed out? Do you want to all of a sudden be happy? You can do this on your lunch break in this toilet if you need to for five minutes. Take a five-minute break and let's just change your mood right away from doing this one breathing exercise or this one way of moving your body. You know, this program doesn't require any dance experience and will and no partner, also no music, because I think it's important for anybody who's doing this and to really be present, you can't be distracted by other sounds. And I think it's important as well that this is not, again, repeat, not an exercise program either. This is purely on just being able to help your mental health, know that you know, you're not alone, and also be able to go to back to these resources really quick for like, SOS, oh my God, I'm freaking nervous walking into this meeting, what can I do? to change that and walk in with confidence, you know? So this is the program to sign up for. I absolutely love it, Cheryl. And I do think that there is an app that's needed for this. And I'm not just saying this yes. for like bullshit sake of saying this, because it reminds me of like the, like meditation apps, right? So first, you know, I think the first thing when we think of you, we think of dance and we're like, this. Is, but this is not a yeah. dance app. This is not a music dance, learn how to cha-cha, learn how to ballroom. No. This is not that. <laughs> no. This is how you have used dance as a therapy, right? To, for mindset, for meditation, for breathing, through healing through trauma. And many ec movements, not exercises, right? Because it's not an exercise app. Many movements and sessions that you can take, you know, off of your phone, you know, in a, you know, in a closet or in your bedroom or at your desk in the office um, or in the toilet room, right? Just moments to catch car. in your yeah. car, moments yeah. to catch to recalibrate yourself, to put your like mental health first and to use this as a way to drive your mental health. I absolutely love it. I think there's an absolute space for this. And I don't like to use the word trauma because it is intimidating because everyone, you know, it, and it's also like maybe a little like 
it, people see it as negative, but I do believe everyone's gone through some sort of it, different levels of it. But let's just say mood, right? Like sometimes you wake up on the wrong side of the bed. And to be quite honest, that can affect your whole day or even one interaction. Or if you've got road rage, like I do sometimes, like that can actually yeah. affect my full day, right? And I just need to snap out of it, especially if I need to walk into a very important meeting or do an interview like this. Like I need to be in the right mental space. I love it. I mean, this is this is this would be a competitor, I would say, to Headspace and Calm, like two of the largest um, meditation apps. How do you think about competitors in this space right now and protecting your um, like making sure that your IP is protected, right? That this is like yeah. that this this is something different. How do you think about your competitors right now in this space? I'd love to hear what your thoughts are there. Yeah, you know, I I love. I mean, I. I've only been competing my whole life in a different genre, obviously, and I've been judged my whole life as well. So it actually fuels the fire in me. But it also, I know, is so different. There's nothing there like it as far as body language goes, because, again, this is not about closing your eyes and meditating or having a mindful meditation experience, which I think is amazing. And this is not either or either. This is in addition to. It's for people that may not be able to just sit still and listen to some angelic voice in their head. How about moving the body? Like I said, there are different ways that people relate to certain things. And this is another quick fix. Just add it to your list of resources, you know? And I think that the more options we have, because I don't know about you, but I love options. And when I, because I get bored very fast. So I like to change it up. And it's also important to change it up in my brain. I've got to challenge my brain so I also don't hit that feeling of being stagnant or on autopilot. And I think that this would be another great resource for everybody. And there's nothing like it out there. It's always either a dance program, Zumba, or it's like, come cha-cha with me, you know? And it's not like, okay, wait, how? It goes back further. It, it's healing and movement is definitely in synergy with one another. And I don't think that that has been pointed out enough or given credit enough. I love it. I think this is such an amazing product. And there's a lot to do, right? So now you're, you know, you're a busy, you're busy on the show. You're trying to figure out how to start this company. What's happening for you right now in this early stages of your entrepreneurial journey? And I did promise some open coaching here. So feel free to ask away what's like on your mind in, in step number yeah. one, two, three, or where we're at. So the last time we discussed, you said we need to figure out a team and you need to sit down and think about it. As soon as we got off the phone, I have a perfect COO. Her ah. name is Jamie Vargas. She has been my right-hand man for the last 15 years. She is a graduate of USC. She has worked, she had just previously worked on all of my social media platforms. She basically is a beautiful writer. She's an amazing person to organize everything. And she actually helped me write the deck for body language 10 years ago. So I trust her with my life and she believes in body language. I mean, just as much as I do. The only difference is that she's not a dancer and I think she would be perfect. And I already asked her and she's totally in. So we've got that. Now, as far as questions Look go, at you. You're so don't know what the next step is. I love it. On our last call, I was like, Cheryl, we really got to put like together a ago. team. I was yeah. like, you've got too much stuff yeah. going on. You need an integrator. So for, for those visionaries out there that are listening, that have, you know, ideas and want to get started, there's there's so much that you have to take on yourself as CEO. No one's going to come in and do it for you. So if that's your expectation, you're out of luck. You're not going to succeed, right? However, it is important to have the right 
team members around you, especially your first like five to 10 hires are so critical and they have to complement the areas that you are weak as CEO. And so usually a CEO is, you know, is big vision, is strategic, has the ideas, but needs an integrator to kind of take those ideas and put it on paper, right? And she sounds like the perfect integrator because she took your, you know, what you were talking about from a concept of body language into a proper pitch deck, right? So that you can pitch it to investors. I still would have been working on the pitch deck if it wasn't for her. (laughs) Exactly. Every CEO needs a super strong integrator. And uh, that's, it's, so if you're, if you're out there listening and you don't have a strong integrator, that is a critical, critical hire for your business. Congrats, Cheryl, on getting your integrator in place. And I'm so excited to, su- to support this. And hopefully we can, you know, cu- you know have you back. I want to talk about the app building yeah. journey, building a technology product. Um, yeah. But it's all doable, right? Like if he yeah. can do it, so can she. Yes, exactly. And if you've got Sonera on your side, you could definitely do it. You're so sweet. Cheryl, how can we support you? And I know we'll have you back on the show. This has already been so fun. How can we support you in this next chapter, in this current chapter? You know, we've got, you know, tens of thousands of listeners that are listening in. Um, What can we do to support Cheryl right now? Yeah. Yeah. You know, just continue to follow me on all platforms. I have a YouTube channel at Cheryl Burke Official. I'm sure you guys will include all yes, these we'll details. Yes, we'll put everything in the um, show notes. Yes. And then also I have my own podcast with iHeartMedia um, called Burke in the Game. And we talk all things mental health. Obviously, you know, I'm going – I actually am officially divorced. But uh, that this is a very new thing that has just happened. So I am very transparent and I am very vulnerable. And this is a new thing for me, right? So um, I'm learning along the way. And I am definitely a work in progress and I will be for the rest of my life. And I am just – as scary as it is to live in the uncertainty, I am very excited about the future, but I also know that I can't stay in my comfort zone either. So, you know, Burke in the Game is all about joining me on this roller coaster ride of emotions through um, the next few months and hopefully launching, uh, or I will be launching, again, change the vocabulary, Body Language will be launching beginning of 2023. I'm so excited. This is so wonderful. And honestly, I love your passion for, um, for the subject matter, but I also love your passion for growth. Like, honestly, that was one of the things that uh, we went, you know, when we went to dinner and Sal and I were just chatting afterwards, we're like, she's, I love your hunger. Like that is what you're going to be successful in whatever you do, no matter what, because your passion for not succeeding, your passion for growing shows through, right? There's a difference between people who are like, I just want to be successful and I'm hungry for the, for this milestone versus someone who's like focused on the journey. And you're like, I'm excited to learn. I'm excited to grow. And just like, even after like every call that we have, you're like, I take this feedback and then you apply it. I cannot wait to see, uh, you know, Burke in the game to seeing you back in the game, Cheryl. And I'll be catching, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go back and go watch some of your, what are your favorite, like, what are some like favorite moments from the show that we have to go see? Oh goodness. Um, I would say, you know, any of the professional numbers, but also I danced with um, this guy named Juan Pablo de Pache. He sounds like a good dancer, doesn't he? Well, he was. And uh, any dance back then was, was great. Um, Honestly, you know, dancing with the stars is just fun. There's like your kids, if you're there with your kids and they want to watch it, any, any Disney night was, um, is definitely age appropriate. So, 
I love it. I can't wait to do that. Cheryl, we'll have you back on the show. Thanks for joining us today at CO School. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you did, send us a tag, screenshot this, post this on Instagram, tag us at CEO School in Madani, tag Cheryl, give us the love so that we could spread the love and get more and more listeners onto the show and help millions of entrepreneurs everywhere. You guys are absolutely the best and I will see you next week at CEO School. Running a business is hard. Managing employees is hard. Getting customers through the door is even harder. But getting paid shouldn't have to be. This is where Stacks Payments is here to help. As an intuitive platform for invoicing, recurring billing, in-person, as well as online payments, Stacks is a one-stop hub to get you paid. What's even better? Stacks has one flat fee for the month. Instead of percentages you can't understand, stop spending time tracking down customers or payment tools that fail on you. Set your automations up with Stacks Payments today. As CEO and founder of Stacks and CEO School, it's been my mission to support female leaders, founders, and CEOs. With Stacks, I'm able to do so by providing fast, easy, and affordable way to process payments every day for you. Thank you for tuning into today's show. If you loved it, leave us a review. We are so proud to bring you authentic conversations, game changer expert guests, and valuable content on and offline. The best compliment you can give us is by screenshotting today's show and tagging us on Instagram at CEO School and at Sanira Madani. We are obsessed with swag, so don't be surprised if we want to send you some. Thanks for tuning into class today. And remember, nothing bad happens when women make more money.